Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. I'm really excited to talk to today's guest and for the conversation that we're about to have. Today, I'm joined with Cindy Chang. Cindy is a brand strategist who helps you break free of industry norms and become fully expressed so you can build your brand, be true to yourself, and make money. With over seven years of experience building and scaling brands, some to multi-million dollars, Cindy partners with female entrepreneurs to create custom growth strategies that will work for unique businesses. Cindy, welcome to the Hashtag Managed Podcast. Tell me a little bit more about why you started your business. Hi, thanks for having me, first of all. (laughs) Um, You know, I started my business during the pandemic. I was a little bit bored at work and I feel like the pandemic, it, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, it really made me like reevaluate my priorities in life, you know, because we weren't going into the office. We were like stuck at home. And for me, like my parents, they moved abroad during the pandemic. So my family, um, like I have some family in the States, but my parents are actually no longer in the States. And so I was working like a corporate nine to five job in branding and marketing. And I was just like, wow, when things go back to normal, I'm never like going to be able to see my parents. <laughs> like, how am I going to see them on, you know, my 18 day vacation <laughs> schedule? Um, so that was kind of what got me started into thinking, you know, how can I do something and create a life for myself where I don't have to compromise on the things that I want to do and the things that I value. And specifically for me, it was like this desire to be able to travel and to spend time with family and not be constrained to like somebody else's schedule. And so, you know, I feel like you and um, many of your community members are online business owners, online entrepreneurs. And so like, it's it's been really amazing the amount of freedom and flexibility that having an online business has afforded me. So that's the main, that was like the main reason behind, you know, starting my business. That was kind of what gave me the first initial push. I love that. I think a lot of entrepreneurs start for, there's always that deeper why, right? There's that need for freedom. And I think freedom is defined in so many different ways by so many different people, which I love. Like people are looking for time freedom, like not needing to be chained to a desk nine to five or, you know, eight to eight or mm-hmm. <laughs> seven to 11, depending on what the job is. And there's also that need to have that location freedom, that location independence, that laptop lifestyle, which I know is such a buzzword in our online community. But I think that's so good that, like you said, so many people changed during the pandemic. 
unfortunately, we were all sort of forced to change during the pandemic. I think for a lot of us, though, it really helped us kind of get back to like basics, like what do we really need as humans? So I love that for you, your connection was to be closer to family because I started my business pre-pandemic, but that was my why. My why, because I was not located near family, like I wanted the flexibility to go see family whenever I could. Like I wanted to be able to like hop on a plane, go see family or or go on vacation <laughs> whenever, totally. whenever I could. And so that's part of the reason why I really wanted to start the business. I know every business starts so differently and we all go through so many different seasons as entrepreneurs. I'd love to know, has your business changed since you started um, with either like who you're serving or how you're serving your audience? Um, and then follow-up question, have there been any pivotal moments in your business and what led to those pivots? Yeah. So yes, it has changed a lot. Um, I can't actually remember if I spoke about, I don't think I spoke about this last time we talked that so that was like more educational, but when I first started my business, uh, I was designing wedding invitations. So that was like, you know, when people ask you, oh, what's your dream job? And I would always say like, oh, I'd love to be a wedding invitation designer. <laughs> and, um, during the pandemic, this time when I was like bored and thinking of other things I could do, and I was already working in brand and marketing strategy out in my full-time job. And so I didn't really have a desire to do that outside of work as well at that point. I had a desire to be more creative. And so I was like, why don't I try this wedding invitation design thing? So I basically like taught myself the design programs and I happened to have friends getting married at that time. So those were like my first clients. And then you know, that's how the business really got started was wedding invitations and, you know, couples and meeting other wedding vendors. And then over time, I was meeting wedding vendors and entrepreneurs in the wedding space. And because I come from such a business and brand background, I was starting to kind of organically, like people were coming to me like for advice and asking me, you know, to help them like grow their businesses. And then that is what kind of, you know, led to the transition into what I do now, which is 100% helping people grow their brands. Um, but yeah, that's not at all what the business started out as. And the pivot happened, you know, pretty early into the business. Um, and I was it actually coincided with when I decided to leave my full-time job. Like that was when I decided, okay, I'm going to actually pivot from wedding invitations to brand building because I just love that work so much. And it was very um, scary <laughs> to pivot at that time because I was leaving, you know, like a cushy six figure salary to like do this on my own. Uh, but it has all worked out. <laughs> and um, yeah, I would say that, to answer both your questions, I would say, yes, my business has changed a lot. And I think that was the big moment of change. Like, you know, that was the big pivot. Um, and obviously, you know, things continue to grow and evolve. So. I think it's so cool that you started out with that, that creative business, you know, designing wedding invitations. I think that is so, so cool just to follow that. And I have to say like, major, major kudos to you for taking that leap of faith in leaving that job. Because I know there's always, you know, when we think about, and I don't know if this was like a long time for you, but I know when I thought about leaving my corporate job, I thought about it for a really long time. And I actually switched corporate jobs in that timeline for different companies. And the 
like the role that I switched into, if you were to ask me at that point when I accepted that job, I honestly kind of thought like, okay, I think entrepreneurship is off the table for me right now. I never really had the guts or confidence to take the leap. And this is a dream job. Three months down the road, I lost the job. So it was kind of like the universe really pushing me is how I felt like into entrepreneurship. And I'm glad I, t I took the leap and took that as a sign. And I was really, really exhausted and took so much work to find that, you know, quote unquote dream job that I just did not want to go back out and put my resume out there, do so many more interviews, you know, especially with like um, like bigger roles and like larger companies, you have to do like multiple rounds of interviews. And I had just done that. And I'm like, I just, I cannot do that again. Like that's going to mm -hmm. take so much, so much work. So I'm like, you know what, this is the time that I have to just be brave. Um, so I love, I love that. I want to kind of touch on the, the few points that you mentioned, how you, you know, you self-taught yourself the design program. I think that is so good. And I think that's the beauty of being like in our creative field. We have so much power in our hands to learn something new. And plus, you know, now as we're recording this podcast in 2023, there's so many resources out there. There's so many course creators and um, online course communities and trainings and workshops and webinars that can teach us how to do the you know, the technical skills that we want to do for clients. So I think that's really great. And also the second point I wanted to touch on is that you had friends who were getting married. So those were your first clients. I think that's really great. A lot of times, and especially conversations we have within our community and with our amongst our listeners is that it's always scary to take that leap into, okay, well, how am I going to find clients? Well, how am I going to serve clients? Like, how am I going to do that? So I think that's really amazing that you just went and did that <laughs> because not a, not a lot of people do, right? They, they'll, they'd they rather stay in that comfortable job, which we all have different reasons for staying in jobs. And I'm always one to advocate, like, do what's best for you. I, I don't think anyone should be pushed into entrepreneurship at all. <laughs> yeah, totally. I totally agree. One of the one of my goals for this year is to really let opportunities come to me. And, you know, I think in entrepreneurship, like sometimes we always feel like we have to be going out there and making the opportunities or finding the clients or we have to be like doing so much, you know, and, and at the beginning of my business, it really was like, because I was mostly because I was so new at the time and I was like, okay, I, you know, don't feel like I really know what I'm doing. So it was like kind of like a slow build of just people around me who I knew had a need and I could help them meet that need. Right. And so I think it's like, I've seen this reflected back to me in my life now too, where I've met people recently and, you know, they have a need and I can help them with it. Or even when I, when I business pivoted from weddings to branding, it was really because at that time my community was a lot of wedding vendors and, you know, they were wanting to grow their businesses. And I come from like such a robust business and brand strategy background that I was like, let me help you. So I really feel like sometimes it's not about this got to conquer the world mentality. Like I think that mentality is, is beautiful and you definitely have to really want it when you're an entrepreneur, you have to really want it. But at the same time, it's like, you don't always have to be starting from zero. Like I always tell everybody, all my clients, it's like work the 
tools that you already have, work the relationships you already have, work the resources you already have. Like we always think, oh, just because this person I follow online is teaching me that I need to be, have like this robust sales funnel, or I need to do email marketing, or I need to do this, 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 you know, there's like unlimited tools that we can use. Those tools all work, but it's like, choose the tools that are already, that you already have, you know, like think about the relationships you already have. Think about if you're naturally good at social media, like work that to your advantage. Like I I think it's really just about knowing yourself really well, but also being able to look across like your life and really identify like, what am I really good at? Who am I surrounded by? And being able to just kind of see the opportunities in those places that already exist around you um, versus feeling like you have to move mountains, right? In order to like create those opportunities. So yeah, I think that's really, really, really great. I, I loved everything that you just shared there. And I think a lot of times you know, new entrepreneurs are so focused on, I need to know exactly every play in the playbook. Mm -hmm. I need to know like how it needs to be done before I can start the game. Like I, (laughs) you know, they have to know every single thing and to do. And I, I get it. I put myself back in my shoes in 2018 and even in 2017, when I was thinking about starting this and never actually did, but I think about all of the things I kind of like have this like mental checklist of, okay, I need this. I need that. I need that. And I needed to do it in this order. And then when I lost my job and was really forced into entrepreneurship, I think that's what really uncomfortably pushed me into that position of, okay, clock's ticking. Like I need to work with what I have. Exactly what you said on that point. Like I, I know people, I have friends, I have family friends who are entrepreneurs like I, I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy figuring out like what they need. I'm, I'm a helper by heart. I'm always looking for like providing the solution for that. And I, it was really, really quickly that I found my first client because I just went at it with, okay, here's what I know how to do. Like, cause before, before starting my business, I didn't necessarily think, okay, I'm going to be a social media manager. I'm thinking, okay, I have a marketing background, right? Like I can write content. I can write blogs. I can edit videos. I can design a website. Like I can copyright. I can do all of these things. (laughs) And uh, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to do every single thing under the sun, which obviously, as we both know now, is not the way to do that. And then when I realized when I was actually starting this business, I'm like, okay, I'm really good at social media. I have a whole portfolio of clients in both businesses that I've grown their accounts from zero to to what they were. And I know how to build communities and create content. And I'm like, that is what I'm going to do and go all in. So I think that is really good advice. Just start with what you have and be open for those opportunities. Because I think we all, you know, no matter how much experience we have or how big our network is, there is an opportunity in there. And one thing always leads to another. I wanted to share too, my first ever client with Social Savvy was in the wedding industry. And she had two two different types of businesses for weddings. And from working with her, I mean, you know, I, the wedding industry is so you know, intertwined. It's so important on that relationship building amongst vendors and amongst that community. And that is, that is really amazing to see that, you know, kind of camaraderie within the wedding industry. So my first client and few clients were in the wedding industry. And that was just because I, you know, 
I found that person in a Facebook group. We connected very, very well. I provided a great like client experience for her and she referred me to other people. And that was really exciting. So I wanted to share also that that was my first few clients in the wedding industry. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So like, basically we both kind of started <laughs> in the wedding industry a little bit tangentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very, yeah. Very similarly. So you kind of mentioned, you know, I know you have the background in branding and obviously you are a brand strategist. I'd love to know what really sets you apart from other brand strategists. Yeah. You know, I think that the thing that I really push with my clients, and I think the reason why people like to work with me is just this idea that you don't have to do it the way that it's being taught. Especially being an online entrepreneur, um, I am on Instagram every day. I'm sure you are as well. (laughs) You know, different types of social media. I'm on there every day, Instagram, Facebook, um, maybe like TikTok for some people, you know, whatever platforms you use even my email inbox, right? I check my emails every day. I'm getting emails from other like coaches and people that I learn from and what have you. And always we're surrounded by information. And often when you are an entrepreneur and you know, you're hungry to learn and you're hungry to build and you're hungry to grow, it's like, I'm following people that I admire. I'm following people that I look up to. Like, you know, when I first decided to pivot into the brand space, my whole feed at that time was wedding vendors. And I was like, well, I need to figure out how to position myself to become a brand strategist. Let me go follow some you know, marketing people. Let me go follow some brand people. And I could not find somebody who was doing the type of work that I wanted to do. And that was like very discouraging in the beginning because I was I felt like I didn't have a model, you know, I didn't know if what I wanted to do was possible. Like it just didn't feel like, I didn't even know what to call myself, you know, how to describe my work to people because I just couldn't find anyone who's doing the work that I wanted to do. And so I think oftentimes when we live in this online world, there's so much information at our fingertips and we, that becomes like our world. That becomes the way in which we think about ourselves is We're like, oh, I see this person doing that. I see this person doing that. And I could maybe do something similar, right? Or I really admire this person. I want to become like them. They're selling this type of offer. Maybe this is how I should structure my offers. And there's nothing wrong with that approach. But the people who often work with me and the people that I love to help and how I also like to work is eventually you realize that the more you try to imitate somebody or take their model or structure yourself after the way you see them doing business, sometimes it doesn't lead you to a place where you're actually feeling happy, feeling fulfilled. Sometimes it leads you to a place where you don't really feel like your business um, is what you want to be doing. Like you kind of feel like, oh, is there is there more growth if I were to change my offer slightly? Uh, You kind of feel like maybe I want to work with a little bit different type of client, like maybe this isn't the right kind of client. And so for me, I think what really sets me apart is that I don't believe that you need to, what I believe is that you can create your own niche, right? You can create your own identity and and I don't believe that you need to necessarily like learn from other people to do that. I think that it is very important to invest in your own learning and growth, but 
there's a way to do it where you also have power over your strategy. You have power over the way that you create your offers. You have power over what channels and platforms you want to market on. You have power over the way you get clients. Like you have permission to do things in a way that works for you and feels good to you and feels easy for you because what feels easy and comes naturally to you is not going to be what comes naturally to somebody else, to your successful colleague who also is in your same industry, right? And um, I just think like, I know everybody knows this, but sometimes it's so easy to scroll through Instagram and just get caught up and like, here's what other people are doing. Do I need to do this too? And it's like, you don't, (laughs) you do not need to do it the way that you see it being done by other people. Um, So you know, be a pioneer. (laughs) Um, And I think the beauty of, of my work is like, because I come from so many years of launching brands and building them up and like finding customers, like I really understand the foundational business strategies that can help you build up your brand. Um, And so when you work with me, it's like, you don't necessarily need to know those things yourself, because I'm here to help, like to partner with you and to help you build your own strategy so that you don't have to like, do the XYZ thing that you see being taught online. Like you can really choose how you want to do it for your business and learn how to like think critically about your own business and decide what tools work for you. I love that. You mentioned pioneering your way (laughs) through the industry and through business. And I think that's really, really good advice because we get so wrapped up in what other people are doing. And I think just as humans, that's just in our human nature. And when we're starting our businesses, we want to look to those people who are doing it and doing great. One major question that we get in our community all the time is about really positioning. So positioning like their offer and positioning their pricing in a competitive market of social media management, which I completely understand. There are so many other social media managers in the world. They're, I don't know the statistics, but they're popping up every day and there's a need for it. There's a massive, massive need for it. And that's part of the reason why we started the collective part of our brand, because we really want to empower and create a really good community for social media managers because there's communities out there for online entrepreneurs, but we wanted it to be specific for social media managers to really help them build a sustainable business that they can be proud of. I mean, like I have done it. So why should I not be able to teach other people how to do it? You know, there's no gatekeeping in 2023. Um, So I think it's really important when, you know, they're always thinking about that positioning. Like I, they're always, always, always 99.9% of the time they're looking at someone else. They're like, well, how do I do what they're doing? How do I charge what they're charging? And it's such a common theme. And I, I completely get where the question's coming from, but it's, it's really like when it comes down to it, like my advice, and I'd love to hear your take on it too, Cindy, is that you shouldn't position yourself like them. Like you're, you haven't been in the the same years in business as them. You haven't worked with the same clientele as them. And that's not a negative thing whatsoever. That's a positive thing. It's what makes you unique and what makes you different. So I'd love to hear your take on that, Cindy, and any advice that you would have to someone who's really struggling with the, with positioning themselves in a busy market. Yeah. I think that's such a great question. Like, thank you for bringing that up. I do think it's, it's a, it's a big question. Like I do, you know, I hear that a lot. It's like, how do I stand out, you know, from the market? 
Um, exactly what you said where it sounds counterintuitive. It's like actually the best way to stand out from the market is to worry less about standing out from the market. <laughs> um, and, you know, also to caveat, like what we were saying before, it's like finding your own unique way to build your brand and your business doesn't mean like you just do whatever you want and like don't have a strategy. Like you can do that too, but it'll make it like harder, you know? So it's not like, oh, just, I'm going to just blow with the wind and <laughs> make it up as I go. That's not really what I'm advocating for necessarily. Like I'm not just like, whatever, just, you know, <laughs> you don't need to worry about anything. Just do whatever you want and money will just like magically flow in. Like that's not really what I'm saying. What I am saying is like, you can find a way to to build a brand that focuses more on you and what you want to do and what you want to bring to the world versus focusing on the people around you and how to stand out from those people, right? So it's like if you're in a baking competition, for example, my my we're recording this in January, so my my mind is like you know with the Hallmark movies. <laughs> so like imagine you're in a baking competition, right? You're not going to go into this baking competition being like, okay, I know Susie's in this competition and she does a lot of gingerbread. And so let me not do gingerbread. Let me do something else. And like, you know, Terrence is in this competition and he does, he's really good at cookies. And so I can't do gingerbread or cookies. I have to do like a cake. Like, you know, that's not the way you like win the competition, right? Like you're going to win the competition if you're like, what do I want to make? What am I really good at? Um, oh, I'm really feeling like the holiday vibes for this. Maybe it's like a really luxe like, I, I want to just, like, wow the pants off the judges. Like, what if I did, like, a cake that looks like a palace? Like, how do I bring this to life? How do I structure the cake? What's the right frosting for the cake, right? Like, this is where the strategy comes in. It's like, okay, getting in tune with your vision and then knowing how to build your vision and bring it to life. And it's less about, oh, I'm not going to do this because I think someone else is going to do it. Or I'm not going to do this because someone else is already doing it. It's more about just, like, putting your blinders on and being like, okay, what really inspires me? What is my passion? And how do I bring my passion to the world? And trust me, if you do it that way, it's, you're not like, there's no one who's going to be able to replicate you. <laughs> I love that. And I, I'm still coming off the Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movie kick myself. So that is a perfect and timely analogy, but I think it's so true to really think about it in that sense and think about, okay, what am I bringing to the table. And I think you really hit the nail on the head there with, you don't have to think about what the other contestants are bringing or your competitors are bringing to the table. You have to think about what you're bringing, how you're going to wow the judges, which are your clients are your customers. So I think that is such good advice and really helpful for someone who's really trying to figure out like how to position themselves. One thing that I also wanted to touch on is that, you know, so many people, share in our community that, you know, they're putting off the start, the start of the business, right? They're really trying to nail down everything right. And I want to like really emphasize the word right, because I see that a lot. Like, is my branding right? Is my website right? Is my packages right? Like, you know, is this right? It's always come comes down to that. And I think the way I like to look at the word right is I look at the word ready. And I think they're both the same in business. Like you're never going to be 100% right. You're always going to evolve as a business owner, even years later in my business. And I'm sure the same for Cindy as well. Like we're always evolving and we always will. Like we, if we come back and record this in January of 2024, we are going to be completely different business owners and that's completely okay. And the same thing with ready, 
like we're never ready. And I think they both go hand in hand that you don't have to be 100% right and you don't have to be ready because they're all just, it's all just fake and you just have to actually get started. I'd love to hear if you have any advice, Cindy, on either. Yeah, I could not agree with you more (laughs) where I don't think there is ever a perfect time. I don't think there's ever, like, you're really never going to feel like, you know, you've learned it all. (laughs) You just never, like, there's always going to be a new level that you're trying to get to new things that you don't know that you're trying to learn. Like, I think, um, I think in a lot of ways, actually knowing that you always have more to learn is what continues to drive your own growth. And so it's, it's actually a good thing, you know, to not feel ready. Like you're never going to feel ready. And that is what always is going to make you better, um, because you're never going to be complacent. Um, I, I totally agree with you though. I, I do hear that a lot too. I just had a call with a lead uh, the other day and she was explaining to me how she's like built out her team. Um, but they haven't like had a client yet. And I'm like, I don't know if you need to be building out your team before you have decided your offers, you know, because once you start getting those clients, you're going to have so much more clarity on what work you like to do versus what work, you know, where your team can really help support you. Like sometimes we feel like we have to build the car and then we can like, you know, we have to like build the Ferrari version of the car in order to just get on the road. But it's like, you can get on the road with like a golf cart, like, you know, and then you just kind of build it as you go. And actually it's, it's better to do it that way because once you get on the road, you'll have so much more clarity on where you're going, you know, what speed you like to drive at. Like you, you, there's just so much you don't know in the beginning before you actually get started. It's really, really valuable to just throw yourself, put yourself out there, start trying to sign a client, start, you know, start sharing what it is that you love to do. And over time, all the feedback that you're getting from people, from the world, that really helps you evolve your brand and make decisions about what your business is actually going to look like. So couldn't agree with you more there where it's like, you don't need to wait to get started. Like just the best way to start is just to start. The best way to start is just to start. That is that is the quote we are pulling out for the promotion of this podcast. That is really great and really interesting that someone would think so much about crafting their team. But I get it. We, we're always trying to, I think as entrepreneurs, like we're problem solvers. Like we're trying to solve the problem before we even know what the problem is. And we're probably thinking, okay, I need you know, A, B, C, D, like done on my to-do list. I need to build the team because when I get the clients and I'm super busy, like I need to deliver a great client or customer experience. But I think that's such a good point that you mentioned that you, you just have to work, you have to work with the clients first and you have to like go about it that way. And I think one thing that I see a lot, I know I hear a lot with like amongst our listeners and in the community is that there's always that level of like perfectionism that is always strived for. And I get it. I, I know as, you know, as creatives and entrepreneurs, we're not trying to put out something that's not great. Like that, you know, goes without saying, but we are also human and we're always learning. And so, you know, I like to look at every client project. It's always a learning experience. I've, been doing this since the end of 2018 and my business does not look the same as the end of 2018. That's a good thing. (laughs) I've learned a lot. I've set up more systems. I've gotten better in like my craft. I've learned more in terms of marketing and just entrepreneurship and I've learned how to deliver better, but I'm not done. And I keep seeing that evolving 
over the course of this business. So I think it's really important when we're thinking about starting our business that one, we just do it because as we, you know, I've kind of talked about in this conversation, that is, that's where it happens. And if it's someone's listening and they're thinking, okay, I want to leave my job. I want to design wedding invitations, do it. You might not lead into a career of brand strategy like Cindy, but you could lead into something really great as long as you take that. Yeah. It reminds me, this conversation, what we're talking about right now reminds me of something my first boss said to me. She was a great boss, but um, this is like my first job out of college, right? So I'm like 21. I have like no idea what the heck I'm doing. (laughs) You know, like I'm I'm basically just being copied on emails and I'm like, I don't know, like, am I supposed to respond to this? Like, you know, and um, I remember my boss sitting down with me one day and she just said, she goes, I want you to know that the expectation is never that you like are going to have this mind blowing, really epic, you know, recommendation or, or proposal to, and that's going to like be just work. It's going to like blow our minds. You know, she was like, for where you are right now, the beginning stages, like you're so new. Here's what I want you to focus on. Just putting something out here to give some, give people something to react to just give us something to react to. Like we are your team, give us something to react to and we'll build off of the thing that you give us. It's not the expectation that whatever you give us is going to be like perfect the first time or is going to blow our minds. It's more like give us something to react to, we'll react to it and then we'll make it better from there, right? And so I think building your business is very similar where it's like whatever you put out into the market or into the world the first time, it's going to be the best that it can be for where you are right now. But the most important thing is to just put it out into the world let the world react, learn from that experience of creating and selling that thing and make it better and make it better. And this is, this happens continuously in business, right? The first time you ever put out the thing is the first, is the hardest because you've never done that before, but you're never going to start, you're sorry, you're never going to stop putting out new versions and better versions of the thing. Um, that's just part of being an entrepreneur. And so never be afraid to like, put out what you think is the best that you can create now and then always know that there's like going to be a better version of it in the future because you are going to become a better entrepreneur and a better, you know, whatever your skill set is, better social media manager, better whatever it is that you do. That is such great advice from from a boss and f- from a leader to really like help you know what your focus needs to be and to give you that I don't know if permission slip is the best phrase, but to give that permission slip to just do and to create. And I think a lot of times, like as, as entrepreneurs, I think we have something really, really special that a lot of people who aren't entrepreneurs don't have. Like we have that ability to wake up and create, create something new every single day. I mean, we shouldn't create something new every single day, but we can, and that can look different, right? Like that can be an offer. That can be um, a program. That could be a service, a product. It could be a piece of content, a marketing campaign, it could be anything. So I think that is the beauty in it. But just to really take the emphasis of perfection off of it that I know as humans, we just, I don't know if we're hardwired for it, but a a lot of us are. And, And I think that's great. That really speaks about like our values and our work ethic that we want that perfect client experience. Like we want that perfect product or service for someone to buy from us as we all do, like we're not, you know, we're wanting success for our clients and whatnot. So I think that's really great. So Cindy, we've talked a lot about the starting and 
the beginning stages of business, I'd love to kind of just briefly touch on scaling. I think this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs think about, and maybe they're thinking about it kind of how we talked about building the Ferrari when you just need to ride the golf cart down the road. (laughs) So I'd love to hear your advice for an entrepreneur around scaling. And I know that's a really, really vague question. So more so, when is the time to consider scaling? Do you have any advice around that on what they need or what they should be working towards? Yeah, yeah. So scaling, first of all, I feel like, um, like, let's talk about what it is, right? Because I feel like it's, it's like this buzzword that gets like, it's talked about a lot, like online and stuff. But like, what does scaling actually mean? Scaling is basically just where you get to a point where you want to like, in the beginning stages of business, you're really exchanging time for money, right? Like you're like, I'm working with this client, it's taking up this much time, I'm getting this much money. So scaling is when you get to a point where you want to stop exchanging time for money and you want to have the same amount of time, but make like more money, (laughs) basically. And so there's many different ways to scale, many different ways. And again, it really depends how you decide to scale really depends on the way your business is structured, like the way your business is set up. Do you have a lot of one-on-one clients? Are you doing mostly group programs? Um, Do you personally, you know, if you're a social media media manager, like, do you have the kind of relationship with your clients where you're doing a lot of work for them, like on their behalf, or is it more like you're managing their social media strategy and like they have a team to execute, you know, the strategy, like how is your business structured? That will really influence the way that you decide to scale. Because at the end of the day, the whole point of scaling is to like work the same or work less and make more money, right? And so it's like you want to first build the foundation of your business and like have the clients and have the business set up and have the offers in place. And then you can kind of like tweak and refine the offers and tweak and refine your model of how you're making money in order to maximize your time and bring in more money. So sometimes that means hiring a team. Sometimes that means like just changing the relationship that you have with your clients and making it more of a hands-off relationship. Sometimes it means like raising your prices. Like there's so many different ways to scale. And um, it really just, it's very dependent on like what kind of business you have and like what your goals are specifically. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I think a lot of times we are sometimes focused on there's only one avenue and one path to scale. And I know when I look back at like, you know, my 2021 planning, my 2022 planning, now my 2023 planning, it all looks so different because I just thought, I just had different visions for the business and I thought different ways that we were going to go. And sometimes it's like, you know, okay, that's the vision, but sometimes there was a disconnect in how the scaling was how we were going to scale, like what offers we would scale, what we'd scale back on. Um, So that is really, really good just to consider like coming back to you. I think that really kind of brings it back to like full circle to the start of our episode where we shared, you know, it, it really comes down to you, like what makes up you. And I think that really comes down to like your point about building brands that are unique and you know, unique to us as the entrepreneur. So before we wrap up this episode, I'd love to ask you, because I love to ask this question to everyone now, (laughs) you've built your business by helping entrepreneurs break free of industry norms and become fully expressed in their businesses. I'd love to know how has social media deepened the connections with your audience or how has social media impacted your online business? Yeah, I love this question. (laughs) So 
all of my clients pretty much, uh, except for the ones in the very beginning. Well, actually, even the ones in the very beginning, even the wedding vendors, those were people that I met online. So social media is how I've built my business. It is how I've found my clients. And I will say like, coming back to that point of, you know, choosing the right strategies, choosing the right platforms that work for you and playing to your own strengths. Like I know this about myself where I am really good at building relationships with people in one-on-one settings. Um, The bulk of my clients are private one-on-one clients because that is where I thrive. Like I love to work with you one-on-one. I love to have conversations just like this. This really helps me just get down and become a partner to you and your business and like help you build and grow. And so when I was starting out in the beginning, it's like I chose the platforms where I felt like I could really build relationships with humans and and have the option to like have private conversations with people and make it easy for me to talk to people. So the the social media platforms that I focus on are Instagram and Facebook. And I use them very differently. You know, Instagram is mostly like I'm pushing out content, whereas Facebook is really where I'm talking and like having conversations with people. And both of those have worked so well for me because of the way that I like to connect with my customers, right? I like to have that one-on-one type of feeling with all of the relationships that I make. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, social media has been a huge, huge part of my business. And I really believe that the possibilities are limitless with social media. And there's like so many ways you can use it and you can use it in, in, you know, to, to achieve different ways. Like it doesn't, you know, there's many different ways to build an audience on social media. And the way that I have done it is going to be the, a very different way, I'm sure, from like the way that you've done it. And um, at the end of the day, like for me, it's about like the deepness of the relationship and having fewer but like more high quality relationships. Whereas some people, it's all about, you know, like building a big audience and having like and, and re- like big reach and big visibility. And so it can look very different. But um, social media has played a big, big role in my business. And so... I, I love it very much. <laughs> I love that. I think it's amazing the connections that we can make on social media and where those connections can live. I think it's so, when I first started my business, I thought it was so amazing. You know, I'm connecting with people who are in Europe, they're in Australia, like they're in completely different time zones, completely different time zones than where I am. So I think that's really, really great. Well, thank you so much, Cindy, for sharing with us today. Where can our listeners find out more about your business and your services and connect with you? Yeah. Come find me on Instagram. I am on Instagram and I love being in the DMs. And so if you ever like have a question or just want to know like what I might recommend for where you are in a certain point in business, like just DM me. I'm always there. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us, Cindy. This was such a great episode with so, so many good pieces of advice and golden nuggets. We will have all of Cindy's links in the show notes. So feel free to check those out after the episode and tune in next week for another episode of Hashtag Managed. We're more than just a podcast and community. We're a collective. The Social Savvy Collective membership was built for social media managers just like you. It's time to learn the skills, strategies, and systems that you need to build a thriving social media management business to achieve the time, 
financial, location, or all of the above freedom you're after. Head to the show notes or go to socialsavvyhq.co forward slash podcast to learn about the endless resources and support that are waiting for you inside. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.